am P.M. Kester, and welcome to the How to Take a Break podcast. This is a wellness-centered podcast presented by P.M. Kester Enterprises that examines the different types of breaks people take and why you need to incorporate breaks into your life. Let's start the episode. Hello and welcome back for another episode of How to Take a Break. I'm your host, P.M. Kester, and joining me this week is Mamie L. Pack, ML Pack Media, and it's an episode that I'm calling Taking a Break for Purpose. I met Mamie at a Buy from a Black Woman working event. Nikki Porsche, who's been on the podcast, uh, we started off the new year with her, I believe, last season fosters this great community of Black women, and it was a Black women working session at HodgePodge, a coffee place in Atlanta, and I got to meet Mamie and see her work and just feel her energy, and I thought that she would be a great person to bring in for this topic. So, Mamie, thank you so much for being on the show. Oh, thank you for inviting me. I'm very excited to be here. All right. I'm happy to have you and to get into it. And there's a reason why I did not give a full background because the first question is, I want Mamie to tell the listeners a little bit about ourselves. Tell us about your background. Tell, tell us about your business and give us a little bit of that history. Absolutely. So um, I am Mamie Pack. I am the owner and founder of Mamie Pack Media, where we create stationary with purpose. All of our products are designed to help women prioritize their mental, physical, emotional, spiritual, intellectual well-being. Um, so all of our products are designed to help you with where you are in your season of life, because we know that life changes, you know, whether you have small children, whether you're a caregiver, starting a business, going back to school, it's important that we're able to adjust for where we are and that we're able to build healthy habits, routines, so that we are able to take good care of ourselves. And so all of our products are intentionally designed. And I actually started designing um, our products for me um, because I, of course, I'm a military wife. I have um, four fellas, I have four sons. <laughs> and, um, and I also went back to school while having small children, being in new cities, and I've had a lot of areas in my life where I've had to pivot. And during those times, I really thought about how do I take good care of myself? How do I honor who I am, where I am? What does that look like? How do I do that with grace? Um, and so some of that was dealing with unhealthy patterns and unhealthy mm-hmm. you know, habits and, and really trying to unlayer myself of um, some of the labels that I've allowed other people and things like that. So um, when you come to Mamie Unpack Media, it's not just about getting products, but it's also about getting resources. So we also have a lot of free resources on our website. I also write. So there's blog posts on everything from marriage, motherhood, purpose, and everything kind of in between. I'm very transparent. Um, I, I you know, One of the best pieces of advice I was given in my early 20s was to talk what you know, right? Right. Um, and can't nobody beat me being me. So if I'm <laughs> being myself and I'm talking what I know, um, then that comes out in what I write. And so I, I talk about the mistakes I've made and the lessons I've learned and and to create safe space for other people to know that they're not alone. I love that. That is excellent. A big thing that jumped out 
for me in your bio and your stories that you created this for you when you were talking to yourself. And I think that's a key. Like when I look at like why people have been successful and mm-hmm. products they put out, shows they've done and things like that is because they really created it for themselves mm-hmm. and it's the answer to them. Um, I tell people on this podcast all the time that, you know, a lot of times I'm working out my stuff on air. My journals are for me. I go back and use my own tools and I'm just like, well, I got something out of it. I hope you got something out of it too. So I think that's definitely a key and could be a tie-in as we get into this conversation on purpose. Mm-hmm. So having talked about your journey and the usage of your products and MLPAC media in general, how would you define purpose? And do you think having a purpose is important? Yeah, that's a great question. I have very, very vivid memories of myself as a child. I was asking my mom, like, why am I here? What am I supposed to do in life? What am I made for? And I think that many of us uh, find ourselves searching we searching, we search for who we're meant to be, what we're meant to do. And sometimes that searching leads to very healthy, productive spaces. And sometimes that searching um, leads to unhealthy spaces and unhealthy relationships. So when I started really doing my, my own healing work and understanding what does purpose mean to me, um, you know, that was a big part of, of my work was really asking myself, what what is this to make me? And I do believe that we all have purpose. And I, I think that sometimes we confuse our purpose and our assignment. And your assignments can change, you know, where my, if my purpose, um, my purpose may lead me to be a teacher, but that doesn't mean I'm gonna be a teacher my entire life. That's, a, that's my current assignment. Um, maybe I'm serving in my church. That's my assignment, but that assignment can change. And I think sometimes we put more into the assignment than we do into actual purpose and who we're created to be, what is uniquely put into us. And you know, I really believe that God intentionally designed us. Mm-hmm. There's no, mis- no mistake. He, he wove every unique fiber of who I am, you know, the dimple in my cheek, the curls in my hair, the, the, you know, the way I am and life, of course, tries to impact the way that, you know, I'm uniquely designed. And so life and and all those things can either pull out or to, or maybe even help suppress some of the ways that God uniquely designed me. And um, so when I think of my purpose, it really helped me to realize that God had already designed me with worth. He had already designed me with value. He had already designed me with a purpose. I'm not just out here to be out here. And so the gifts that I have are a unique design by him. And so it was really taking time to identify how do these gifts fit the purpose that he's put me here to do? And how do I do that well? And, and own my own lane, right? Like I'm not looking at the what other people have or what other people are called to do what their assignments are, but really looking at, you know, this is, this is what I'm called to do. This is the purpose assigned to me. And that each place I go is intentional. Mm-hmm. So my, I think of, you know, of course, being a military spouse, the places we moved, I don't see them as just coincidence. I see that as a divine assignment and that God intentionally had us be where we are for the purpose that he put in me. 
And it's my responsibility to walk out that purpose. Like I have a choice. Um, So I have a choice in whether or not I'm going to align with that. And I have a choice in how I'm going to show up. And at this stage of life, I I choose to show up bravely, boldly, um, completely me. And it's taken some time to get there, right? Like it, a, some people are very much comfortable in their skin at an early age. I had to learn to, to be comfortable with me. I had to learn how to, to love all parts of me. So when I think of purpose, um, I, I do believe that the purpose stays the same. Mm-hmm. How we connect to that purpose, what our assignments are, um, that's what changes. Okay. So you just, you said a mouthful and I want to go back to like the the biggest thing that jumped out was purpose and assignment. Mm -hmm. And so as a mother to a young adult, um, a 20 something, you know, that is always the issue that you hear from, from folks in that age group, even some older folks too, but it's like, well, I don't want that job over there because that's Mm -hmm. not who I am. I don't want to do this because... I didn't go to school for that. That's that's not what I am. And so, and I think that's a good example of maybe purpose and assignment, which is these things, these jobs, like even if it's a job that you don't like, I mean, that's not necessarily your purpose. That's just an assignment. You're just kind of there or whatever. But the purpose is the bigger thing. Is that kind of how you would break down the difference for, for people out here listening? Because I think sometimes maybe we conflate the two. Yes. Absolutely. Um, so the assignment is temporary. Right. Like the assignment is is fluid. It changes. And the assignment. And again, this is my perspective. Right. Like this is my understanding at this point. I'm always learning and growing. And so I give myself space to to realize maybe a year from now I may have learned and realized, oh, I need to adjust how I think of this mm-hmm. um, but in my current state. Like that's how I was like, there's current state, future state. In my current state, the way that I I see that is that our assignments, sometimes uncomfortable, like we're not always going to like our assignment, but the assignments are the things that are temporary. And there is purpose in the assignment. Like we know that even um, in in the relationships we have, like all those relationships are not lifetime relationships, but there was some purpose in them. And so it's being able to recognize that we don't confuse our purpose with something having purpose and recognizing that you may be assigned to something for a season and what you're assigned to or or someone, because it's not just the thing, you know, it could be an occupation, um, but sometimes we're assigned to serve people. We're assigned to, to be in certain spaces at certain times. And so when you think of your assignments, it's okay, how can I serve where I am? Um, how can I be a blessing where I am? What in this, instead of saying, why is this happening to me, is what can I learn where I am? And those assignments, there's so much richness that is in them that connects to the purpose, right? Like it, it connects to the bigger picture. And when I stop and look back and I see all these moments those moments didn't make sense when I was walking through them. You know, I'm like, oh, it just seems like something I love to do or something that, you know, maybe my grandmother signed me up for, or I just decided to get this job just because, but when I look at them now at 44, Mm -hmm. I see how all those small moments really 
helped me to be who I am. It really helped to fine tune my gifts, my talents, mm-hmm. and, and to continue propelling me further into my purpose so that I'm in it with fullness, right? And so um, now I'm not so much of like, certain things, yeah, they suck, right? Like there's certain things like, I don't want to do this. I was one of the people who said, I don't want that job. I don't, I want something that I'm going to love every day. And the reality is like, you you don't. You you just, there's some days that are, that are just hard. There are some days that things you're like, oh, this is not the way I thought it would be. And that's okay. But the assignment still helps you to keep moving forward. So I also have younger my, my, I have a couple of sons. One's about to go off to college. I already have one out the house and in college. And um, my youngest is a freshman in high school. And I've been mentoring most of my career. So I've been an educator now for over uh, like 23 years. And so when I think of the young people that I do mentor and they're thinking about careers and they're thinking about their futures and wanting to be in something with meaning, well, we can make meaning in, in every assignment we have. It's all about our perspective. Ooh, I like that. Mm-hmm. And I think you touched on hood. So <laughs> definitely gonna have some bonus contents for the episode. I'm already like I filled up a page full of like notes. Um, because she was teaching real good, y'all. She was teaching real good. But the big overlaying picture that your assignment is not your purpose. Mm-hmm. And your assignment can be a person or a thing. Mm-hmm. And we talk about relationships a lot. Like if you follow me on IG, you know that I, I do like um, love breaks maybe once a week when we talk about relationships, love for self, love for others and things like that. And I, it's a lot of times we do get those assignments that are people. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it's your boss that, and you're wondering like, why is this person <laughs> torturing me? Why am I here? Um, these relationships that maybe are short-term and you think they're supposed to be long-term. And then we have to ask ourselves. Um, and as you get older, because I think I've been in that space now, I'm recognizing the why more in mm-hmm. a lot of things. I've gone from the complaining to to asking myself, you know, what was this moment? What was this job supposed to teach me? What was this person supposed to teach me? And so I think that's definitely good when we talk about purpose and we talk about assignment and you definitely kind of covered it all and overlapped it in, in your explanation. Um, but I want to add something a little further too. So again, we have people that may be listening, younger people, um, folks in our age range and even older. I had a, a 60 something, um, you're a woman on here a couple of episodes ago talking about her career pivot in, in her 50s and and rediscovering, like really tapping in and discovering her purpose mm-hmm. um, in her 60s. So for all these people, how can someone tap into their purpose? So that person is kind of wandering around and, you know, looking at the jobs, the assignments and the people and things like that. And just kind of at this road where they're just wondering the why, like, you know, what it like, how do I tap into my purpose? I know things are going on. I know what what I like or mm-hmm. what people tell me I should like or be doing. How does someone tap into their purpose? Ooh. So one, I think it depends on what your um, 
what you believe. So for me, you know, I, I believe that um, my purpose is, is directly connected to my faith. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also look at the the trajectory of, of my life, you know, looking at the things because um, there's your purpose. You know, you can have passion. Um, you have your giftings, your talents. And so if when you start pausing, like, first of all, I think there, there needs to be a pause. You know, you're, ask, you're asking yourself those questions. Um, and there's a reason why we start asking, why am I here? What am I supposed to do? Because, uh, and, and for some of us, we ask those questions younger in life. Some of us kind of get on the path that we're told, like mm-hmm. we're supposed to go on, right? Right, right. Um, and then something in life happens. And now you find yourself asking the hard questions like, wait a minute, this is not the life I thought I was going to have. Um, and I'm not feeling like I'm fulfilled. I don't feel that I'm I'm doing what I was ultimately called to do. And you do see people making changes at 45, at 60, mm-hmm. and then really becoming the fullness of, of who they are and, and walking again, boldly clear, having clear vision of that, of that purpose. And so I think it all kind of starts with pausing, um, really kind of life can be so fast. And we're so used to going from like one goal to the next goal and, and one thing to the next thing, whether that's relationship to relationship for some of us that who are hard workers, you're used to working from one project to the next project. And so being able to be comfortable with the pause and to be able to be self-reflective and recognizing, well, first of all, what do I believe about purpose? What is my understanding of purpose? Um, do I even know what that means, right? Like we say it, we hear it, but what is it that you really understand about purpose? What do you believe about purpose? And so I, I think starting there, like I'm always, I go back to uh, um, a basic word meaning and my, my bachelor's degree is in English. I love words. Okay. <laughs> okay. I love words. And I'm always like, well, what does that mean? And what is the the origin of that word? And so being able to kind of go to the very base of, well, what is purpose? And what does purpose mean to you? How has purpose been explained to you? Um, what do you know about it? What do you disagree about mm-hmm. it? Like you really even kind of doing your own um, basic start from scratch what is it and and then from there start to really um do the work you know building and say okay this is hmm, when i think of purpose i think of a job well is purpose a job or is a job a job right if you lose that job do you still have purpose and so those are the questions that i started asking myself because i do think it's very easy to make your purpose a title mm-hmm. and so when you no longer have that title, what then happens to your purpose? What then happens to your identity? And so I started recognizing that, you know what? My purpose is not tied to a title. Titles are temporary. Um, and so, well, what does that mean to me? So if I'm not, let's say, if I say my title is teacher, if I'm no longer a teacher, then what does that mean for me? How does that impact how I see my worth, how I see my value, mm-hmm. how I see my purpose? And um, and I actually kind of went through that. Like I was 
I, I still love being an educator. Like it is, I love it. But for a period of time, I did become a stay-at-home mom. And we had just um, moved to a new city. My husband went off to deployment. I had small children and I was not working for the first time in my adult life. And it was like, what in the world? You know, it was, I, I didn't know what to do with myself. And there was a period in which I started feeling like I lost my purpose because I'm like, I'm not this teacher with it. Who am I? Right. And so it really made me start doing deeper work to, to identify, well, well, who do I think I am? How do I identify? What is identity to me? Mm-hmm. What is purpose to me? What is a title to me? And, and doing that deeper work of recognizing what do these things mean individually? And then how does it build how I view myself? Um, so I hope I answered your question. I think I No, was- you did. And you actually okay. added in some other stuff. Because I mean, I strongly believe. <laughs> so my bachelor's degree is in psychology. Mm. And I worked in mental health for many years. Um, and I am also a former journalist. So that was one of my minors was journalism. I was a double major and then moved over into a journalism minor after I got the, the journalism job. Mm-hmm. But I often, if I look back and put on my public health hat, my other degree, mm-hmm. I think about, I think that was a reason people were so uncomfortable with the pandemic because it forced us to be still. It forced mm-hmm. us to pause and to think about the why in a lot of stuff that mm-hmm. we did, um, which is why I think we had so many people like, um, I joke now that once we go back into my office, we're still re- remote at this point. We're not going to recognize most mm-hmm. of the people that we work with. And people think like, someone's like, oh yeah, people have gotten bigger. People got, and I was like, no, I said, people have had total changes, like mental changes. And you know, like a lot of people have grown into themselves because they've had this time mm-hmm. to sit and to pause and to tap into their purpose. Because a lot of times we we have these jobs and I was telling um, this guy, I went to a speed dating thing and I was telling him and he was like, well, what do you think about your your job and your work? And I was like, well, yeah, I mean, I don't necessarily love my job. I said, but I love the work I do because it aligns with my purpose. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm giving people in marginalized communities a voice. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh my, I've never thought of it like that. And I was like, yeah, I mean, a job is just a job. I was like, so, you know, stuff about that, I don't like, but I like the meat of what I do. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so I think okay. that's a lot of what you were, mm-hmm. you were tapping into, which is just kind of like, we sit for ourselves and we do this work and we pause and we think about, you know, the why, when we at this time to sit, when you had that time to sit at home and thinking about yourself other than just the teacher, mm-hmm. right? you know, what really is your purpose? Because teaching yeah. was just an assignment. Absolutely. And it it changes, um, you know, the way that we do because so, so much um, of the way we move for some of us, I'm not going to mm-hmm. speak for people. I always like, I'm going to speak for me. Yes. <laughs> but for some of us, um, it requires unpacking um, our our lived experience, you know, unpacking mm-hmm. our childhood, our culture, um, you know, the the societal pressures, all of those things to say, okay, you know, if I start removing this and I start unpacking this and and I get everybody else's voice away, 
And I pause to say, okay, what is my understanding of this? Why am I doing this? Am I doing this because I want to please my parents? Am I doing this mm-hmm. because I want to be, this is more acceptable. This is what's expected. Am I doing this because I'm afraid of what's on the other side? Um, and so, you know, being willing to pause is is a very uncomfortable thing, especially in our society that really likes to push doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 that we confuse doing with being. Right. And and so when I think of um during that time of of being a stay-at-home mom, I really was able to become um build stronger relationships. You know, I was able to enjoy motherhood in a completely different way. I was able to have time now to really recognize, wait, you know, I've been going so fast. I haven't thought about how these traumas have really impacted who I am, the way I move. So even it gave me the time to heal. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was able to go back to school and earn my doctorate. There's no way I would be working (laughs) on my doctorate with small children and a full-time job and a husband on deployment. And so it's, it's recognizing that sometimes those pivots really allow us the blessing of being able to do something and become a healthy version of ourselves. But the pivot feels uncomfortable um, because the assignment changes. And when you become comfortable with your assignment and you're like, oh, this is, and you've now made your assignment, your identity, mm-hmm. then that assignment changes, then it, it rocks how you view yourself. Um, and then it also, I think in many good ways, it's a, a little bit of an uprooting that happens because now you're starting to see some roots and some things and you're like, oh, let me look at this. Why am I doing it this way? Why, why when I have this conversation, do I get defensive? Um, why do I disconnect from people? So just it, I'm all about the pause. I'm all about sitting with the discomfort, asking myself, why am I feeling this way? What about this? Do I think about this? Is this my thought or is this how I've been taught to think? Is this is this what I'm expected to think? And so it's just very different. Um, and, it's, and it requires challenging in many ways. And that can be uncomfortable too because you may recognize what you were taught uh-huh. isn't what you believe. So, yeah. Thank you. Okay, so you may have already covered this because I feel like we've talked about a lot of things that yeah. you have learned, mm-hmm. but what do you think has been your biggest lesson that you've learned on this journey to kind of define your purpose and walk in your purpose? I've learned that everybody has an agenda. Hmm. Um, everybody has an agenda, an opinion. Like people will always have an opinion of who they think you should be. People will always have an opinion of what they think your purpose is, what they think your identity is, what they think you should do, how you should be. Um, the question is, what do you think? Okay. And <laughs> so often we've allowed other people's voices, opinions to be louder. And you haven't even thought, is this who I am? Is, is this, do I, do I like me? Do I, I, do I like this version of me? Do I love this version of me? Do I even recognize myself? 
Um, and so I, I think that giving myself permission to not be other people's ideas of who I should be, but to really step again, bravely, boldly, completely into the fullness of who God made me um, has been freedom. Yeah. So I talk about intentions a lot on on this podcast. Um, and I've set my attention for this year, which is my year of rebirth. Mm-hmm. And um, which has been, you know, one of the definitions I love is a revival after a steep decline mm-hmm. and revival, revitalization, renaissance. Mm-hmm. Um and so I am walking in all of that and dealing with the challenges that come with that because I often tell people whenever you set an attention, prepare for things to rise up and challenge that attention. And um, for you, do you have an intention for this year or have you had an intention that you set for the past and would you mind sharing that with the listeners? Yeah, Um Every year I, I do start with prayer and, and really kind of, okay, Lord, what what do you have for me this year? Where do you want me to go? Who do you want me to serve? What is, what's my assignment in, in this season? And so I don't normally start it with like the year with it, right? Like it's, mm-hmm. I kind of, um, but I do have them. Um, some year, like one year was, um, was about joy, choosing, choosing joy, seeing right. joy. Um, another year was about saying yes, mm-hmm. um, saying yes to the bold, brave thinking, doing the the things that I once thought were impossible. And so um, this year, it's all about foundation. Ooh, I like and that. yeah, and so having that firm foundation and taking time, because again, like I said, I love words. So I went to, well, what does that mean? <laughs> what is a foundation? What is the purpose of a foundation? How do you have a firm foundation, what makes a foundation weak? What's the danger of not having a firm foundation? What was the benefit of having a firm foundation? And so um, that includes looking at, do I have a foundation of, of good habits in this season? You know, can my habits sustain growth? Um, how are we setting up our business for the, the next, you know, because we always talk scale, but you right. have to have things in place for scale, right? This like, is true. Yes. <laughs> you have, like, you, and we you know people get these surges and they're like, oh my gosh, I wasn't prepared for that. And so my mind is always, how do I be prepared for the blessings I'm praying for? And um, and recognizing what are the things that need to change? And am I putting my foundation in spaces and places that are not firm? Um, that can be easily moved by the storms of life. Um, and so that has been slow, deliberate work. It's been hard work. Um, like you mentioned, some of it, while it's exciting, it also means being willing to make sacrifices um, in the now for where you want to be in the later. And and um, it's hard to have your eyes sometimes on where you want to go because right now it feels so blah, right? right. Like, this is not what I want to be doing. <laughs> um, and so um, also recognizing that you don't just build a foundation, you do it piece by piece. And so um, 
that's kind of what I'm I'm doing and giving myself grace to do piece by piece, one step at a time. And remember, I'm not building alone. And I think that's the other part that for some of us, when you've gone through hard seasons, um, it can be very easy to focus on the ones that aren't there, um, the, um, that you miss out on all the amazing people who are around you, who are cheering mm-hmm. on, who are showing up. And so I do think that when you're you're looking at the foundation is, is remembering who you're building with, keep your eyes on that. Um, and that the foundation isn't just for me, because when something is is built well, it lasts for generations. And so that's the other part of I'm very legacy minded. And I do think about my children's children's children, right? Like I um and recognizing how am I help to to help heal families. Because if you heal a person, you're healing a family, you're healing a community. And so while a lot of people love to focus on the thousands, I know the value of focusing on the one. And we can change the thousands when we impact the one. So um, so that's yes. my, my focus of my work, which is why I'm like, how can I help the mother? How can I help the daughter? How can I help the, the one dealing with, you know, heard? How do I help the woman who feels unseen know that she's seen, she's heard, she has value, she has a place. Um, and so whenever I write all of my products, I think about the one and knowing that that one, she's she's changing her home. She's changing her workplace. She's changing her community. And um, that keeps me going forward. Thank you. Thank you. Oh my goodness. Yes, frame that quote. <laughs> Changing the one. Yes, frame mm-hmm. it. That's it. <laughs> That's it. So after you do all the great things you do, you are a mother, you mm-hmm. are a teacher, you are an impactor, you are a leader, you are a business owner. How do you take a break? And what advice can you offer others on Mm -hmm. finding the time to take a break for what they need to do? Because I often tell people sometimes taking a break is not just like risk. Mm -hmm. You can take a break to go back to school because so many of us think that we don't have the time. You can take a break or write a book. So how do you take a break and what advice can you offer others on taking a break? That's a really good question. Um, So for me, my, um, I really value the relationships in my life. And, and building healthy, lasting relationships. And so um, I've been married now 19 years. Next year, it'll be 20 for us. Yeah. And so taking a break also for me is also about paying attention to not allowing what I'm building to be bigger than who I'm building with. Hmm. And so... Am I taking a break to appreciate the good in my life? Am I taking a break to appreciate the the love that I have in my life? Am I taking a break to appreciate the friendships that I have in my life? And so never being so busy, I'm doing that I I forget that um, I still need to show up for Mamie. Uh I still need to ensure that I'm putting in the work for me to continue my healing journey, that I'm putting in space for me to just see the beauty of where I am 
to, to celebrate the growth that I've had, um, to speak love and life and hope over myself. Um, and that, that I'm enjoying it with the people that I love, you know? So, um, sometimes I work from home and being able to take a break in my day and go and hug my husband and just hug, right? Like I'm, I'm able to be in that moment and then like, okay, this, this is good. And then I might go back to work, go back to my meetings. Right. But in that moment, I was able to like, stop and like, let me go do this. I'm taking a break to recognize when I'm not in a healthy space. Uh-huh. So there are times where I'm like, mm, you, I need a timeout. Right. <laughs> I need to take a break. I need to go reset and recognize in this moment, I'm not able to be the healthiest version of myself. And what do I need? And so a break for me can sometimes feel like a resetting. Um, a break for me can sometimes, I, let me back up. I never treat a break as a reward. Uh-huh. A break is actually an integral part of my day. So I look yep. at my day and I intentionally, okay, where in here am I going to go do something that brings me joy or do something to care for myself? I, I kind of take it throughout the day because what I may think I need in the morning may not be what I need after I've gone through five meetings. And so being able to recognize maybe a break for me is going out in my raised garden and having my feet in the grass and having the sun on my skin and, and touching nature. And so I think it's being able to recognize first that we should never treat taking a break as something we have to earn. Um, having breaks should be a regular part of our routine. Uh-huh. Uh, and having multiple breaks throughout our day should be a regular part of our routine and recognizing what types of break are needed for what you're going through um, and do you know what those things are? So again, I'm going to go back to have the pause. <laughs> right. Taking <laughs> the opportunity to pause and think about what is my relationship with taking breaks? Did I see my mom take breaks? Did I see my grandmother? Did I see people in my life do this? Um, what is my my relationship with that? What are my thoughts about that? What about it is true? What is not true? What do I enjoy doing when I take a break? Because taking a break to go full laundry is not you taking a break, <laughs> you know, at least not for me. Let me say that. <laughs> That's not taking a break. That's me just going to another task and recognizing breaks for me um, are ways that I reset myself. I pour into myself. I recognize what is it that I need? Um, am I in control of it? You know, I think that's the other part is do I have access because there is an element in which everybody doesn't have access to the same resources. And while we can tell people, go to a spa, go get a massage. Are you going to watch my kids? Because I don't have childcare for that. Right. So while I may have the money for it, I don't have the resources for somebody that I trust to to watch watch my children for me to enjoy being out of my home. Right. So it's, it's not, we don't have the same resources. And so, and we don't have the same time because a caregiver breaks for a caregiver is going to look very different than somebody who's a college student. Right. And somebody who's a new mom and, and things. So it's even recognizing um, that our time isn't the same. Yeah. So I think just those are the things for me and taking a break. It helps me to be a healthy version of myself. Um, and that I recognize this is something I need to do and should do 
not a reward because I've worked so hard. Thank you for that. Yeah. So thank you for coming and imparting all of this wisdom. Where can listeners find you out and about on the, the internet streets? Oh, thank <laughs> you. Yes, you can find me everywhere. <laughs> uh, my website is Mamie, M-A-M-I-E, pack, P-A-C-K.com. Um, again, free resources. You have all of the different um, products that you're able to purchase. So of course, subscribe to our email um, list. We also are on um, Instagram, Mamie Alpac Media. We're on Facebook. We're on um, Pinterest. We're on TikTok. We are on LinkedIn. So everywhere that you have social media, look, uh, we're on Twitter. So type in, um, you know, Mamie Alpac Media, Mamie Pack. You will find me there and you will get all sorts of encouragement Um and resources, journaling prompts, ways to prioritize, um, self-care, self-love, recognizing when you're sabotaging yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I also teach classes on Buy From A Black Woman TV. So you can come over there, um, Buy From Black Women um, TV on the YouTube um, channel and find not just me, but many other phenomenal Black women who are teaching amazing courses where you're able to build your business and and learn and improve yourself. So uh, be sure to subscribe to that as well. And um, so, yes, we are everywhere that you want to look for us. And I do believe that I saw that Mamie is going to be out in the public this summer. She is going to be on tour. Tell us about that. Absolutely. I'm so excited. Again, this is the part where I just, I'm grateful. Like, Buy From a Black Woman has just been amazing. And Nikki, Nikki, she just creates space for Black women everywhere she goes. And I'm so thankful for her. Um, And so this summer, you can find um, Mamie Alpac Media. We are uh, a part of the uh, Buy From a Black Woman Inspire Tour presented by H&M. That will be, uh, we will specifically be in Charlotte on July 8th. So you can come out and support. We will also be there with other amazing Black women. So you can come have fun, get your shopping, support. Um, And there are many other cities that you can go to buyfromablackwoman.org to learn more about the Inspire Tour and how you can um, buy from a Black woman. Mamie, thank you so much. For everyone else, check the show notes and I will have all the ways that you can connect with Mamie and you can see her on tour. I'll have that information and also the YouTube information so that you can tune in to some of the classes that she teaches on Buy From a Black Woman TV. So stick around. We'll be back with the three breakaways. And so we are back with the three breakaways. I hope that you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed this conversation. Um, I often tell y'all that I do this podcast for myself (laughs) a lot of times. And I'm just so happy to share what I'm learning with everyone else. So without further ado, here are three breakaways that stuck out to me from this episode. Breakaway number one, your assignment is not your purpose. Your assignment is not your purpose. And so I love how she broke it down. Scroll back into the episode, dig in when we're talking about this. And she says that your assignment is temporary. You are not always going to like the assignment, but there is purpose in there. Assignment can be a person, a place, 
or thing that resonated for me um for all of us who maybe don't like our jobs um who are wondering how we are in relationship with certain people certain friends certain people that hurt us um on the intimate level and these people are temporary assignments they're not our purpose and your assignment can be your job it can be a person it could be like where you are at a certain point in life but it's not your purpose and a lot of times I think we conflate the two so I really enjoyed that breakaway your assignment is not your purpose number two we have confused doing with being we have confused doing with being and I think I like this because a lot of this is going to, going to fall back on career. A lot of times we conflate career and purpose. We think that your job working at the post office is the same thing as your purpose. That purpose is just your state of doing. It's not who you are. It's not that state of being. Um, that post office job is an assignment. That's not your purpose. <laughs> your purpose could be bringing people joy and light. And your assignment is just maybe to make sure that you can do that and something else that resonates more with your purpose. Or maybe you are bringing joy and light to the people you connect with on your postal route. But we confuse doing and being a lot. And I think why there's, that's why there's so much confusion with purpose. So that was breakaway number two. Breakaway number three, to tap into your purpose, pause. Oh. I love that one. I think that we are so confused a lot of times about purpose and who we are and allowing people to tell us who we are and whose we are and not knowing who we are at our core because we don't take a break to pause. Just sit, just be still, be still. We are so afraid to be still, to pause, just to sit, pause, stop, stop doing stuff. Go sit outside on your porch. Go for a walk with no music on. Listen to the birds. Feel the air. Pause. Have a point in your life when you pause and look at how purpose and everything comes flooding to you in that moment to tap into your purpose. Pause. All right. Check my show notes where I will spell out these three breakaways and tell you how to contact Mamie Peck. Until next time, find a little time to take a break. Bye. Thanks for taking a break to listen to the episode. Connect with me at P.M. Kester, that's K-E-S-T-E-R on Instagram, or email thekestergroup at gmail.com. As always, subscribe, rate, and review us on your platform of choice. Until next time, find a little time to take a break. Bye.